to the Talking Through Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Your podcast for all the up-to-date coverage of the NBA playoffs. Follow us on our social media at Talking Through Hoops to keep up with all the postseason news. Now, here's Rob and Nick. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast here with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Episode number 30. We're pretty deep into the playoffs. Second round matchups have been underway. Nick, how entertaining has this playoffs been so far? I mean, if you want me to give me give your on, my honest opinion, I would say all right. It's yeah, been it's been right. it's been pretty it's been solid. Right. So uh, this just a nothing just, crazy and just a. a a kind of heads up to you guys this is our last week in the studio, so the audio will be changing a bit, being that Nick will be on the phone. So for the for the next episodes heading into the NBA Finals and in the off season, this is our last week at UConn for Finals week. So it's been a little stressful, but we're still coming yep. at you with some hot NBA takes on the playoffs. So of course. let's go right back in, into it. Playoffs round two. We got. We'll start with the Rockets and the Jazz. This has to be. I think most entertaining, the most entertaining series, best basketball being played in my mind. I mean, on both sides. True. We'll 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 have to wait and see because um, you know the first game was a blowout, but then the second game was entertaining. So you have a couple series yes. tonight that could be entertaining. Absolutely. So with this Rockets Jazz series, I was very concerned. Yeah, because you made the point. The second game was a little because the first game was a blowout between the two, but then the Jazz stepped up big time. Even though Donovan. Donovan Mitchell yesterday. He didn't look good. He didn't look great. He didn't have like a 30-point outing, but he had, uh, like Reggie Miller was saying in the broadcast, he was just relentless, and he was showing that he's he's beyond his years as just a rookie and nice. showing that he he had, had had some fight in him. And I was tweeting out, like, this guy's an absolute dog. He's just he's a different kind of breed with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, you, could like ju- Mitchell. you could just see – that he's a guy that's going to be in the league for a while and and may have and may continue to have a lot of playoff success with the Utah Jazz in the in in his future in the NBA career. So obviously the first game was a blowout, but Utah came out guns blazing and for the most part they were I think that heading into the third quarter it was close, but at one point they were up like close to 14 on the, on the Rockets and now it's looking yeah. like and for the Rockets to drop a game at home to, for Utah to steal one on the road, and maybe the Rockets can do the same thing and steal one in Utah. But this is gonna—I think this game, this series is going seven. Yeah, well, did they drop one at home in the last series? Houston? No, uh, Houston. It was on the road. No, yeah, uh, Minnesota won game three or two. Game three. Yeah. Okay, but um, you know, I watched the game last night. Spider D Mitchell, he's a beast. He's absolutely. Yeah, that put back. That was rim. that was ridiculous. He was just standing there, and he uh, you know he dunked it. Also, I, I was very impressed with um, Utah's depth. I was very you know Dante surprised. Exum came Dante out of Exum, nowhere. I was about to say that's well, exactly what they thought of they were gonna get when they drafted him at the sixth pick. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Because he's been he's he been insane with that dunk. Yeah, he Him too. He he's been on like the end of a couple jokes and some punchlines yeah. for being drafted as high as he was, and now he's getting minutes in the postseason. And I don't even think he was getting a lot during the regular season, no. but all of a sudden now he's making playoff contributions because of Ricky Rubio being down. And can you imagine yeah. if Ricky Rubio was playing in this series? It may may not be like oh, it's definitely in Utah's favor. 
at all. But it would you would say that Rubio, the way he was playing, he had a triple double, even though it was against OKC, and we know yeah. OKC's issues. Ricky Rubio has been a huge contributor to the Utah Jazz all season, and him and Donovan Mitchell in that backcourt have been unbelievable. So if you look at that matchup with CP3 and James Harden, Ricky Rubio against Donovan Mitchell, that's a great matchup. Well, um, Exum play he played defense on Harden, so it took a lot of pressure off Mitchell. Jay Crowder looked like he was ready to to knock out James Harden with that one. I mean, no, the whole game, but because yeah. Donovan um, Dante Exum. When he was guarding up on James Harden, there was it was down the key stretch of the game, and he they were uh, obviously the refs were calling the right? ticky tack fouls, yeah, and Jay Crow and yeah, and then with he eventually the got called with a with an offensive foul, and Jay Crowder just ready. He looked the whole game. He would had to show some restraint toward because James he was James Harden was making him really upset, but I mean you he did like you said Dante Exum played yeah. tremendous defense played on James pretty Harden. good defense on James Harden. Mitchell stepped up too. I mean. The Jazz are very good defensively. We talked about this. They they know how to play defense. That's not the issue. The issue is getting points without Mitchell on the court or not through Mitchell. Because at the end of the game, they got a lucky a little bit. But yeah, Mitch, they, they kept just going did. to Mitchell on, like, isolation basketball, and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So they got to figure something out over there. Um, Gobert, Gobert is, he's a big guy. He's, a, he's towering over Capella. And yeah. I was like, Capella's a Six ten, six eleven, too. Capella, though, kind of in the instances I watched in the game, especially game two, and obviously game one, being that that they annihilated them in the first game. Capella has been able to hold his own pretty well. Oh yeah, there's no the, yeah, I understand that They're both athletic guys, but I'm just saying he's a big guy. I didn't yeah. realize how big Gobert yeah, was. So there, that that is a really good matchup. But I will say, the big key for Utah in this series, and if you look back at the series with OKC, they have been the worst uh, statistic. I don't have the exact statistic, but I know that they are the worst uh, free throw shooting team in the postseason so far, and they've taken the most free throws throughout the whole postseason. So Ooh. that is that's the Utah Jazz. Oh, so okay. that's a eye-raising statistic that they need to fix. And uh, shout out Joe Ingles, who is yeah. kind of – grown on me i like joe australian because he was going head to head not backing down from paul george and if you look at him he's one of the statistical uh statistically one of the best defenders when whoever is play, whoever is he's guarding in the postseason he's shutting them down completely and he's just been playing out of his mind and i think he's like he looks like he's a, a 10-year veteran but he's only been in the league for like four or five years yeah because i mean he, he came up he looks like yeah. he looks like that dude from the office you know what i'm talking about i don't know if, yeah yeah i, I, I think I, I do andy i think mm. i don't know i'm i don't know the office characters no god no god please no no but that's like a perfect representation of joe Ingles, and he's been playing extremely well and him Rubio, if they get Rubio back Burks, in the series, Burks played pretty. Burks good. has been good off the bench, but obviously, they got to keep it going against this one Rockets game. team. They can't. It's one game. One game they got to keep it going. It's going to Utah, and those those fans we've seen. Yeah, Russell right. Westbrook has had a little effect with those fans. They're ruthless, so we'll, we'll have um, to see how it goes. Rob, I just want to say, uh, PJ Tucker, um, the you grind know, father. I, I love I love PJ Tucker, but he did not have a good showing. No, he game two, he missed a couple big time threes down the stretch. He missed that little. He missed yes. the bunny under the. <laughs> he missed hole. the yeah. layup. He missed the three in the corner. Okay, moving on to 
the next series going east in the Eastern Conference. Cavaliers versus Toronto. Cavaliers up one nothing, And now the Toronto Raptors are beginning to look like their old selves. Hey, we've, we've said and that. They, they we, suck. We, they stink! You've said this, man. They were up by, at one point, it was like close to 15, 12-point lead. And they just fell apart like they always do. And you thought we the North, the the Six was going to be able to support them at home in the game one against LeBron and the Cavs. Nope. It looked like it. And then I, it just fell apart real quick. I, I actually I was rooting for Cleveland. I hate I absolutely hate Toronto. I've think I've been on air about saying that. I don't like Kyle Lowry. I hate DeMar DeRozan and I hate Valachunas. But um yeah, LeBron James and the boys, they came through big time. Um someone someone unleashed Tristan Thompson. He was like in a he was in a bottle and they just let him I, go now. I heard a funny point. I don't remember where I heard it, but it was they were like Tyron Lou was saving up Tristan Thompson because that's honestly yeah what his happened. energy his energy that was off um credit to Barstool part of my yeah take. I think I was yeah I was listening to part of my take yeah. um so what happened was like what they were thinking and what I think is actually kind of these fresh legs. Fresh legs, exactly. That's what you're looking at. Like through get, that's why he was so successful in Game Seven of the of the because he was so juiced up, he was so ready to play, and he just brought energy off the bench, and that's what he did immediately in Game One against the Raptors, and that's what happened. And I mean, it's kind of embarrassing in my mind to let Trishan Thompson do that to you, especially yeah. when you got Ibaka and Valanciunas down there. They should be holding their own and not letting Trishan oh, yeah, Thompson. They are way better. Even though I'm not a huge Ibaka fan, I would take Serge Ibaka over Trishan Thompson. Yeah, and I once, would too. And once again, LeBron James taking over. J.R. Smith had a good game. I think yeah, uh, Kevin I th- Love had a good game. Kevin Love had a good game. That's another point that was being made, that Kevin Love was getting a little bit tired playing at the five a little mm. bit too much. So he, he was sense. having a – Having to play against Valanciunas a little bit too much for him because, you know, Valanciunas is a physical guy. Kevin Love is more on the side. Of, you know, he gets re- he gets rebounds, but, yeah, exactly. He's more of a finesse player, a very skilled guy, not a real ground-and-pound kind of enforcer like Valanciunas is. I will say underneath. Kevin Love, he has an outstanding box out. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I was watching at- him play. The one that he got called for the elbow – on the oh, at the end of the game, he was harassed by Valachunas. He was over the back by Valachunas. Kevin Love still gets the rebound, and then he's getting like pushed, grabbed, and then he gets called for the foul. It was insane, it looked, but it, like he's very good yeah, at when they, rebounding. When they show you that little snippet, it is it does look bad and reflect somewhat bad on mm-hmm. Kevin Love and the refs for not making that call. Absolutely, he yeah he got DeRozan real bad in the mouth. But I just think that the Cavs and Toronto, this is. I, I think it's going to be an easier round, much easier round than it was against the Indiana Pacers because this Toronto team just fell apart and just showed you exactly who they are for the past years in the playoffs. They haven't been anything special. They'll get you a number one seed. They'll have a great regular season, and then it'll all, for some reason, fall apart. And this was absolutely the worst possible situation they could have playing, well, in terms of them wanting to get as far as possible – to meet LeBron and play him in the second round yep. because it's not going to be a good situation. I think this game, they could maybe get one game, they maybe start. maybe get game two, but I think LeBron is just going to make quick work of this and it's going to be a five-game series. Yeah, I mean, they got to start going back to what they did in the first round and treating every home game like game seven so they could get a couple more wins, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the other side of the East. Um, 
Philadelphia 76ers falling to the Boston Celtics in game one. I don't know if this was some rust from Philadelphia. They missed a lot of shots, having more time of a break. Miami might be really bad competition for them prior. Or is Boston really this good, even without Jalen Brown? Um, I think that, you know, Philly, Philly will bounce back. I think they're far better than Boston is. Rozier, Hart. Horford and um, Tatum aren't going to get you 25 plus every single every single night. That's, that's what, the bottom line. Yeah, that's what they're relying on so far. Right. And I think Joel Embiid has to make an even greater assertion of himself in the game because I think that he just looked like when Aaron Baines is guarding him and even Al Horford, it just looks like child's play for Joel. Like Joel's got to just yeah. take this series over and just make it his because they can't guard him and obviously I think the Celtics are going to have trouble consistently getting contributions as big as they were from Rozier and Tatum and Horford and well Jalen Brown didn't play game one but we'll see if he comes back but I mean looking at the track record of the, the postseason so far they have so you can't really argue against it I personally think that they'll have a hiccup at least one or two in these games and I think Ben Simmons, obviously, they've kind of forced him to stop him in transition and kind of make him more of a, a perimeter player, which they've done pretty well. So it's going to be – it's going to – obviously, I said – I say more on Joel to make a bigger impact, but obviously Simmons, too, has also. to do something. And they, they've been exploiting – one thing, too, the Celtics with Tatum and Rozier, what they've been doing really well on the perimeter has been exploiting – J.J. Redick for being not so good of a defender and attacking him and Marco Bellinelli and attacking him and Dario Saric well, and just attacking everyone other than Joel Embiid and Simmons when they're playing defense on them. I mean, Boston shot, shot 7 of 9 from 3 and um, Philly shot like 6 of 17, something ridiculous like that. It was just a bad showing for Philadelphia. I think they'll bounce back. Um, I want to say that the cameraman needs to stop panning to – Fultz every time Tatum nails a shot no one really cares oh who cares who cares because there's been a lot of those we'll see Remember it's Anthony year ben, one Anthony it's year Bennett one got picked number one and Fultz has already shown that he's bad it's 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 so it's dumb year one. yeah it, and they're one thing though too I think when like in a situation like the game the game one it wouldn't be a bad idea obviously they have their Brett Brown has his coaching philosophy in mind and he knows what he's going to do but at that point they just look Philly just looked lethargic, yep. and maybe if you throw Fultz out there, he gives you a little energy boost because he's been on the bench and he wants to show what he can do. But obviously, Pull they, a they, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, exactly. So they they don't want to they don't want to like pull a they they think like oh it's inexperienced in the playoffs and they don't want to just throw him in there. But who who knows at that point where the Celtics just looked in control of the game, you need to get a little energy boost like a Tristan Thompson gave to the uh, Cavaliers when they played the Pacers. So. I mean, maybe full. I I doubt that they they I don't think they plug play. Fultz in there unless they're up by like twenty and one point in this series. But I think TJ McConnell that does helped. a good job. Yeah, TJ McConnell. He's been another um, been solid. one. One last final thought is I saw something across Twitter is um, Joel Embiid's perimeter defense against Al Horford needs to step up as well. He kind of lays off. He lays off, and, and, and Hor Horford can knock down some shots, and he could distribute the basketball pretty pretty efficiently. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, moving on to what seems to be a series that's already over, Golden State. I don't think. Uh, Pelicans. I think Pelicans will get at least one game because they played 
first game it was. Uh, I think if they go home, it'll back. be a different situation. Yeah. So once they get back to New Orleans, I think that uh, I think they could get a game. I think and, so too. Uh, but Steph Curry comes back game two and just they. This is why and and, and notice how like the hype about the Rockets has kind of died down as seeing how dominant the Warriors were without Steph Curry and then as soon as Steph comes back. They make light work of the Pelicans in game two. This is just what's going to happen. They're the best team in basketball. They've been the best team in basketball pretty much for the past three years, with you know the exception of LeBron stealing that third NBA Finals for him. But the Warriors just look completely dominant. Playoff Rondo hasn't been enough to, to contain hey, them. but he, he's, he's coming out he's tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll take game three, but it just kind of looks like the Warriors are just going to run away with the series. I think Pelicans can get one game at home, getting a little juice from their fans. Anthony Davis maybe goes out there, gets like 45 points, 50 points. You could see that in the playoffs. But I don't know, man. It's going to be really tough for them to even make this, even, you know, to talk about in this series, even like extended six. Yeah. So I think it'll go, I think it'll go five, and then the Warriors will. We'll finish it off at home, and they will advance to the Western Conference Finals, and then we'll have to see. But the rest of the three, those three previous series that we talked about, they're going, I think that those could all go at least, eh, going back and thinking about Cavaliers Toronto, maybe not the way they came out game one, but before you would have been like, oh, these games will all can all go seven-game seven series conceivably, right? Well, listen, the Warriors are really good, but I think the Pelicans, maybe they'll, I think I agree, they'll take game three. I mean, Golden State's competition hasn't been that difficult. The Spurs suck. Yeah, uh, they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs this year. But it shows you how well they coaching. how well they did with one huge piece to their puzzle, and they just look dominant. Yeah, um, the Rockets they're facing. You know, oh, who they face? Minnesota, who's not bad. I think Minnesota's better than the Spurs would have been. Yeah, and then Utah, who's so, way better than the Pelicans. You know, but. You know, if Rondo could come back, Rondo, if he could show off, playoff Rondo shows up. They could use playoff Drew, too. And then Drew, if well, Drew could him? get his 40, yeah, like yeah. he did against Portland. Yeah, if only he could Davis, get 40. Davis does his. Oh, another thing that I think we should keep an eye on in this series is um, Draymond Green's, like, whole, you know, antics. At, antics and stuff like that. Because if Rondo gets in his head and he gets a technical, and they start building up, and then he'll get suspended later on I in think, the playoffs. Yeah, I think so that this is something to keep an eye on. Definitely keep an eye on that because that's what I don't th- – they in the finals when they suspended him, I think that was just because of that yeah, one of act. That but I think that there's been a time in the playoffs before, at least in the regular season, when he's compiled enough technical fouls where it does lead to, suspension. Uh, lead to a suspension or one-game thing. So that that is definitely something that could happen. But like we said – I think the Warriors will take care of business. We'll have to see what the 76ers and Celtics and uh, Cavaliers, Toronto, they play tonight. Toronto plays. Toronto also plays tonight. I think they just they started. Play right they play, now. Yeah, they o'clock. play at 6 o'clock, yep. so we'll have, to, we'll have to see that. And then the Sixers play later tonight, I think, at 8.30 against the Celtics. Moving on to free throw segment. We'll start with the Drake versus Kendrick Perkins fiasco. That was really funny. Drake apparently <laughs> Drake's so he's so stupid. He's trying a little bit too hard. I, I will say I'm not the biggest Kendrick Perkins fan and we poked fun at him, hey. but if you're gonna actually hey. get into some some somewhat of what it looked like on the sidelines was a little bantering and getting a little too close, it's like, whoa, Drake, I don't know if you really want to deal with Kendrick Perkins. That's a 
He was saying it, he it's did tough have, to talk when you got two big bodyguards next to you. That's true, and it was really funny when Drake when they were like, oh, um, I think it was on an Instagram post. I don't I don't think it, someone asked him, but they were like, oh, what did you say to Kendrick Perkins? He's like, oh, I was just comp was just talking about the nice uh, hem he had on his on his pants. Yeah, well, those are custom suits LeBron got him. I don't think the one he was wearing on the it, it looked like it was the gray ones. It may have been. It, I think it was. I think the boys yeah. pulled up with the gray LeBrons, the gray LeBron suits that he yeah. bought, custom, custom tailored, mm-hmm. and Perkins was there on the bench. That's what he's there for, though. That is That's what he's there, there for, right? Enforcement, he's little enforcement, little, little, uh, little mind games being played on the sidelines. I, I don't it, hate the move. It looks. Te- I don't. I don't hate the move for Kendrick Perkins. He's he's. Going, but that is maybe that's why they did the signing. Right. But Drake, Drake, obviously last series against the Wizards, got a little bit into it with John Wall, and clearly they were able to pull it off and advance the next round. But well, apparently, I don't know, um, after after giving up this the lead and they had in Game One and how it's looking for the for the Toronto Raptors, I think it'd be smart for Drake to maybe not talk as much as he was. Well, the NBA gave him a notice that he needs to watch his language, and you know what? If you think about it. Uh, you know, you get countless videos of fans like telling players stuff, and they get like, you know, kicked out of the stadium for this and that. But if Drake does it, it's okay. Like, come on, we got to hold the same standard. He's high profile. I don't care. He's like the Spike, I don't care. He's the Spike Lee of the the Toronto Raptors arena. He'll be wearing a LeBron jersey next week when he got eliminated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll be supporting the Golden State Warriors when they're in the finals. So basically, that's yep. basically what's going to happen. J.B. Bickerstaff becomes the new head coach for the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it is. He's been around for a while and yeah. been assistant, so I think that it's a solid hire for the Grizzlies, and especially I think that that team's going to get – They got to get they, breaking, they, broken th- down. They got to get broken down. I think Marcus Saul will eventually be traded, maybe oh, in the offseason. Maybe they'll package him definitely before next year's trade deadline because I don't see Marcus Saul being a part of that future, and he – Kind of still back end of the prime of his career, as you could say, but he's still a very effective player. So I think that they JB Bickerstaff's kind of a younger coach that could kind of come in there and build a build rebuild a new culture in Memphis so, and go along with that. Yeah, they'll have to they'll have to rebuild everything just because there's no point of being mediocre and having large and paying for like salaries like that. Um, do you think they'll get rid of Conley? Possibly. I don't think. I mean, it's um, tough think, to move thirty million. Yeah, no. I think that he's still. I mean, he's I, th- I think I think they're bought into him, and I think they're going to stick with him. Not so much Marcus Saul because he's still. Yeah, he's a little on the younger side as opposed to Marcus. Right not 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 by too many years, I don't believe. But I think that they they will definitely stick with Mike Conley for the amount of money that no, they he's invested. He's thirty. In. He is thirty. Oh, he's thirty years old. They How? should move him. Yeah, now okay. Him and yeah. Gasol's thir- uh, Gasol's above thirty-two, I think too. Yeah, so, so he's another maybe, one. I don't know who's going to want to take that contract from Conley, and especially with the injury history. Yeah, so maybe they'll maybe they'll like have the to. Nets. Or yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe that'll end up happening. But yeah, I think it's a good hire for Memphis. Another head coaching hire that happened. Well, the Spurs. Hmm. Spurs. What about the Spurs? Conley. That's it. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I just thought like about that. that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't mind that. I don't hate it. So, uh, the Suns get a head coach, Igor Kokoskov. 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 Yeah. So that's honestly just a guy that I think that they're gonna try and catch lightning in a bottle with. Hopefully, they click. He's an assistant in Utah right now, so maybe they want to get a little something of what's going on in Utah. With he, Dan Snyder, but he is the first 
international born head coach in the NBA. Congratulations. So but I go. think that it won't be the Phoenix Suns are just so messed up. They got a they got a while until they can really make you any think kind so? of noise. Yeah. I Josh Jackson unless he has a huge year too. Yeah, they got I don't like like just relying on Devin Booker is not going to be but enough gonna, for them. But they're going to get number one overall pick possibly. I mean, if they get DeAndre Ayton, Ayton with Book yeah, is pretty and then it, hopefully of Josh Jackson, but I th- the culture there is yeah, just it's so bad. off. Right. It's like it's like making the comparison with uh, Orlando Magic. I just yeah. don't like their vibe no, at bad. this point. They're bad. I, they need a coach too, right? Yeah, they need a coach too. And uh, that will will ha- move ahead. Um, the Knicks make breaking news and they wow. hire David Fisdale. So the a four year deal. <laughs> I like the hire. Yeah, it's all right. I mean. I would have wanted Mark Jackson because that, I think, would have actually made a huge impact culture change because he's a guy that – but I think they went with a a coach that they can kind of control with with Fisdale. And I think Mark Jackson had too big of a voice, too big of an – not not an ego. Well, yeah, he's got an ego. But too big of a voice where he would kind of snap back at the front office and they would maybe have a little clash with the – with the Knicks front offices, Steve yeah, Mills and Scott Perry. True. But, I mean, Fisdale showed to be a, a solid coach with Memphis, and a lot of people in the league said that he got he got screwed. But, I mean, did he really do that? I mean, he was an assistant with Eric Spolstra, so that's yeah. a good culture to kind of come from. But did he really do enough to kind of make you see, like, this is a home run hire for the Knicks? No, it, it, not at all. I well, don't think that I it's – I thought it was good. I think it's a good hire, but – just, is it okay. really gonna make? It's, like, it's not gonna New make York? big news. It's gonna be like, oh, nice. New York's got more issues than. But that, I mean, that might be a guy that you need. Um, you know, that's what Jeff I thought. Hornacek that, sucks. That's what I thought about Jeff Hornacek though. Two he years. Sucks, that guy. But no, okay, but here, two years ago when they hired Jeff Hornacek, I was looking at. It, I said, oh, okay, this guy won f- close to fifty games with the Phoenix Suns and pretty much got screwed by them. And that's yeah. the same kind of thing that's going on here. A guy that had a winning Memphis team. Well, at the beginning of this year, obviously not. But the year before, he had Memphis playing really well. And then you kind of couldn't understand why they parted ways with him. Maybe there's a reason why. Even though Memphis, obviously we know Memphis has kind of been shaky in the front office so far. But I'm just making the comparison. It's I don't really see a huge difference between what Jeff Hornacek's resume showed and David Fisdale's resume showed. Well, listen. I just see it as kind of a similar hire. And like I've said before, I think he may be out in clo- way before his con four years. I don't think he's going to last that long, especially well, with the Knicks fans. Yeah, so that's uh, you know, well, LeBron James likes him, so maybe he'll come exactly, to New York. So. Le- maybe LeBron will come to New York this offseason. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, that could be <laughs> nah, that could be in play. Although Philadelphia is. Philadelphia is a better better spot, and I still think that's going to be a spot for him to go to. Uh, more Kawhi Leonard news. Ugh. I know it's rough, but it's heating up because pr- now they're saying Kawhi wants to go for a big market team, and he's he's just really frustrated with the medical staff and the Spurs. And it's kind and one one story that I saw on Slam Magazine the other day was that Kawhi. He's, he wants that huge contract from someone in like a big market team. And, and one of the things that they've said was the San Antonio environment of like, oh, he's a team guy, he's not an individual, has kind of hurt his brand. And he wants to go to one of these bigger market teams to kind of expand and show his brand for not just being a, 
oh, you know, the team his guy. Spurred, he wants, he wants to show a little personality, even though I don't really see that. Hey. He doesn't. He doesn't show that he looks like he wants to show his personality. That's for sure. And like Jordan Brand won't give him a a shoe deal, a signature shoe, and that was something that was mentioned that he he doesn't get a signature shoe, and that's a part of his his own brand, and he's not really kind of like an individual. That that kind of makes more sense to me. And has me leaning towards oh maybe he will leave but I still I still don't see I still don't see it as enough especially uh, the Knicks or no way I don't think that would no don't even because the they Knicks would have into to because they would have because well the big market teams L A or New York well, I still think it's dude BS. that's what you're thinking about I'm thinking no that's what oh the market is Miami um, L A because he is from L A yeah um, Boston. Austin's another team that he'd keep an eye on. Yeah, they'd have to give up. I mean, imagine Philly pulls it off. I don't know if they'd want to. They they'd want to give up their only twenty-year-old Jason Tatum or their only twenty-year-old Jalen Brown. The Celtics well, fans. They could love give them. up. What's his name? Uh, Al Horford. Right, no, they probably no one wants. They, haven't, they haven't even. They haven't even tried out with Gordon Hayward. But yeah, let's just move on. Yeah. Well, also a funny part of this: a local San Antonio brewery offered him free beer and pizza for the whole for for life. He got me sold. Honestly. That's so, I would stay now. Free beer say and less. pizza for the whole for your whole lifetime. That's a That makes beer. up on the money that he wants. Absolutely. Right? You compile the amount that you spend on beer and pizza and you only got it for that brewery. There you go, Kawhi. He's you don't good. need you need to you Kawhi, don't need to go anywhere good, else. Bro. You stay and get your get your huge contract with the Spurs. That's all. Exactly. Uh, more rumors. The Thunder want to trade Carmelo and uh, focus on re-signing Paul George. Um, I mean, for yeah, for the amount for what he did in the playoffs, it's not really surprising. But word word to to Oklahoma City, if you sign Paul George, you're pretty much getting what you're getting with Russell Westbrook right now. Just the you're getting ISO ball in the playoffs for the next years that clearly didn't work. I thought that, you know it probably maybe would have ended up happening more. For the for the Oklahoma City Thunder, but Russell Westbrook decided to take forty three shots in a game. Well, and listen, Thunder. It's tough to be a Thunder fan right now because they're not going to be good enough to win, and they're not going to be really bad with Russell Westbrook on the team to be out of the playoffs. Mediocre to be mediocre. So That's it's true. it sucks to be a. It's like I'd rather be the Brooklyn Nets fan, like just terrible and hope that eventually you're going to hit on a draft pick and build a couple young core than have Russell Westbrook. They should have just let him walk or traded him if they had yeah, a chance, to that's, be completely Man, honest. that's what I've been saying. But people were hyped up about this MVP season, and then you truly see what Paul— Prior what, to the MVP season, I'm saying. Yeah, but even prior to that, you see the way— he, he was still getting triple-doubles and putting up huge stats numbers and making all-star teams and winning MVPs for the all-star game. You could see it already there. I the writing like, was on the wall. It said, "It's like you know his game at this point. He's good enough to make you a playoff team. Good enough to sell tickets, win you possibly fifty games. But it's probably just a first round exit or a second round exit in the playoffs, and nothing more than that. Yeah, and we, that and KD saw it, and KD left, and everyone killed him. Well, and now they're like, they well, choked. Hmm, maybe. Well, they did choke, but hmm, maybe Kevin Durant was on to something. He's not on to something. Russell Westbrook." He did not – so he signed the contract because he didn't want to be a KD. He yeah. didn't want to be, like, that guy that leaves. That's, I'll bet that's you, not his I'll, brand. I'll bet you he want to force a trade in a while. I don't think he'll force a trade. I think Thunder will trade him and Paul, eventually. And Paul George, if he if he should be focused on anything, it's not re-signing with Oklahoma City. He should – now I see he should try – L.A. He should try and go L.A. or 
even Philadelphia was mentioned. That would be I don't know if he wants to go back to the Eastern Conference no, or go East. But I at mean, this Philly's point, better it's than like, Indiana. Why not go to go to Los Angeles? Because you're just going to be clashing with Russell Westbrook. They they put up good numbers and they put up good All Star seasons, but that's all you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very exciting to see the LA recruiting, especially with uh, Lavar Ball at the the helm of <laughs> the back. Lakers. So I'm undefeated, never lost. Yep. The big story here is, uh, well, Leangelo is elected for the draft. He's got the combine coming up. Mm-hmm. So the, he is back in the States, but he has pulled Lamelo from the team of Lithuania, Vitatas. He has, uh, that's the team name. Mm-hmm. That's the team name. Drop. Uh, he pulled them because, and you know what? I don't blame him. The coach, the coach in that team, just terrible. I mean, that's what you expect from that competition. Pulled him back. He'll coach him. He'll coach him at home. He has a better chance. Yeah, and they're. Uh, I think. Well, he's, what are you saying? Better chance of actually getting. A well, job. he is going to get drafted. Lamelo is going to get drafted. Oh, I thought you were talking about Leangelo. No, Leangelo is going. To, he's going to his thing. He's got the combine going. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, but Lamelo's. He's good. I think just the Lithuania team kind of got sick of them, and they kind of got sick. No, of that's them. not true. Well, if you watch the show, they they need him. Like he sells so much. He brings so much revenue to that team. Like and True. the fans that come out and stuff, they actually need Lamelo. But the coach is just real. Well, the 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 balls and in, in general they could use. Maybe maybe Leangelo will end up once he realizes that he's not going to get an NBA job that he'll head back to Lithuania no. and play foreign bat. Well, he's going to end up playing foreign basketball somewhere because he's not getting drafted. Or G he's League. Not. Yeah, he's come on. He's good enough uh, for G League. I don't need no. I don't. I don't really think he is. Dude, he dropped seventy two in China. In, in uh, Lithuania. You just talked My about fault. how trash Lithuania was. It is trash. I'm joking no, around with you. I don't know, man. You're I, right. He could go to China. I said China. All could, right. I could, Maybe no, wait. He can't go to China. There's no way. <laughs> he cannot go to there's China. There's no way he could hold a job in the G League. I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. He's not that bad. I mean, he's not bad, but he's not good enough. No, he's not good he's enough. He's not good enough. Yeah. Funny thing of, of the TNT crew, Charles Barkley says he wants to punch Draymond Green in the face like he legitimately wants to punch him in the face. And, like, ESPN today, like, I woke up and they were, like, talking about it. Like, oh, was Charles going too far? Like, no. Charles Barkley can say whatever he wants to come out of his mouth. That's like, why people love him. That's why people love him. Like, this is not a big deal. Like, I bet Draymond's just sitting back, like, laughing about it. And he's just like, whatever. That's just typical Charles Barkley. But they were kind of making a, a big deal no, out Draymond of it for no reason. Draymond said something. Draymond said do it. Yeah, so exactly. Draymond's not intimidated whatsoever, and he I bet he's inviting of whatever Charles Barkley wants to dish out because we, we all know Draymond mm-hmm. likes to talk trash. So does Charles Barkley. We already talked about the Knicks head coaching change. Don Nelson came out and talked about how he has found marijuana in retirement. Stay off the weed! Along with a lot of what is pretty much – post-NBA players. He talked about – this is a quote from the New York Times. He goes, oh, it's great. It's great stuff, uh, the retired legend says. Uh, And he starts talking about the the (laughs) – he starts – it's called uh, Nelly Kush. (laughs) It's OG and it's Hindu Kush. And he just keeps going on about it. And it was was just a really funny story that Don Nelson is back smoking weed. He was – he won – couple championships with the Celtics in the 60s and he was a head coach for the Warriors I think he was at the beginning of Steph Curry's career I don't know if Steph said he had like an impact on him so I don't think they had any real success with Don Nelson but yeah, Don Nelson he didn't 
out there with probably the Joakim Noahs of the world, the Al Harringtons of the world. They should get like a all of them. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. They should all get like a, like a crew. A, a little crew. Get a yeah. I don't know something like that. But they're all smoking weed. Last free throw. Indiana basketball lands Romeo Langford. Nation. Who's your Who's your nation? Who's your nation? Yeah. Romeo Langford. So you know, do you know a little bit more on the uh, Romeo Langford? Or yeah, I mean, he didn't go to Kansas because of the investigation, the FBI investigation. Oh, that's why. So that's why he picked his home state of Indiana. Over oh, that. he's a home home state guy. That's yeah. that's really good for the Hoosiers because they. I his mean, dad he, said that he was so. one of the top five unsigned seniors at the, at the. Um, well, he's lucky UConn didn't have a spot. Yeah, they're lucky that. I mean, we got a couple transfers. No, no, yeah, we'll talk about that later yeah, on. We'll but talk about that later on. But yeah, he's Indiana good. Rains. He's good. Yeah, he is good. If you watch him against in the McDonald's All American, he definitely played extremely well and showed why he's a he's a top kind of recruit. And Indiana gets a home kind of guy. Was Victor Oladipo from Indiana? Or I don't think Victor Oladipo's from Indiana. He just played in Indiana. And then I'm gonna make sure this guy's from Indiana before we um, we start going on. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, because why would a guy like that go to a small school? Well, no, you just, yeah, he is from Indiana. That's well, what I thought. I mean, guy. I mean, if if it ends up being that Kansas, well, he had offers from UCLA. Like he had big big time school offers, but he was down to Kansas and I think Indiana. He yeah, chose so it. he ended up choosing Indiana. So a little little college basketball sprinkled in there for you that, at the end of free throw. So that is it for this episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast, episode number thirty, the big three zero. Don't worry, we'll be coming back even though it's our last week at school in the studio. We will continue to come out with great episodes. Once again, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, our YouTube stream. Comment. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Talking True Hoops. Let us know how you think the NBA playoffs will end up this uh, wild do you think the Toronto Raptors will end up choking again, or will they pull it off against the Cleveland Cavaliers? 76ers, Celtics should be entertaining. Rockets and Jazz, we'll see how it goes, and will the Warriors continue to dominate? So hit us up on Twitter and Instagram what you think about that. Nick, anything to leave with the people for as we continue through the playoffs, round yeah. two? Yeah, just enjoy LeBron's greatness. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll, 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 we'll do that. We'll enjoy LeBron's greatness. So thank you again. And his post-game interviews. And his post-game interviews. So thank you for listening to Talking True Hoops. Talking True Hoops episode number 30. We will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast. Your best stop for non-stop NBA postseason talk and all things basketball. Be sure to subscribe and follow our social media at Talking True Hoops. Join us next week for more great hoops discussions.